listening to 30 on Broadway, Talking Blue Shirts, on the Face Off Hockey Network. Okay, right. so wait, before uh, um, you go um, into oh, no, 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 no. Wow. before okay. you go into the whole opening spiel that you always do, I'm gonna cut you off right at the knees. Why are Jesus. you so pissy right now? Okay, Jim Matheson. You know what? Fuck you, Jim Matheson. <laughs> I've had why, a day. Why why are you so pissy right now? Dude, I so I, I had to build a wall today. All right. Oh god. I had oh, to build god. a wall. And oh, no, not that kind of wall. Okay. So I, I was re- doing work in the basement, doing a laundry room, and a lot of my stuff is in my shed, which is on the other side of my property, a little over a half acre. And we got the snowstorm that we got was like three inches of slush and ice and just muck underneath and then snow. So it's it's my yard. The nice thing is my rink is coming to shape which I'll, I'll talk about the happy times on the glass half full kind of side, kind of like Brendan Polini in, uh, in Edmonton, neither here nor there, but I, I go to my shed for the third time to get a tool that I forget. And I'm coming out with this heavy duty hammer drill and I'm walking and I hit a patch of ice and I go flying. I looked like someone who stepped on ice for the first time and I slammed down on my back, my hip, my elbow, all slams right down on it. And I'm just like, uh, my back, <laughs> it's spinal, spinal. And I'm just, I'm tired. I'm, I'm so tired that I'm, I'm drinking a natural light, a natty light to, you know, it's bad uh, when I'm drinking this. This is like uh, the American Corona, like. Just, okay. You know what? Now I'm not gonna listen to your girl. You know, I might say. You know, no, I will say no, Corona no. is better than Natty Light. Like, really? Because you all you do is talk garbage about Corona. Corona is good beer. It's not. It's it's it's. It not. is. It this is actually doesn't taste to me. This doesn't taste much different than Corona. I'll be honest. I hate you. I really. And not do. the virus. I'm not talking about the. You virus. know what? Are we recording? Know, are we actually we, recording? We are recording. Okay. You know so, what? Go all back right. out on the ice and go slip and fall again, Tyson. <sighs> Spinal tired, man. Look at me. Don't I? I I'm tired. I'm, I am. The, 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 uh. Anyways, all right. So back to back to what what's going on? Because of Anajad, let's jump into the Ranger talk. Because of Anajad, it was named. He he got the last man in. Last man in. Yeah. Then he's like, I'm not gonna go. <laughs> then he's like, I ain't going. <laughs> If you so can't that, have me at my beginning, you can't have me at the second time or whatever. I don't know, but so I'm, that, I'm curious if the NHL is going to suspend them, though. That's cool. All the Ranger fans who are like, vote Mika, vote Mika. And Mika's like, yeah, thank you. I'm not going to go. It I mean, is like, kind of funny. He said personal reasons, so I'm going to assume, like, I'm, I don't want to assume the worst. I'm not assuming you that. You know, I, I'm hoping that it's, it's nothing serious that, like, he, you know, I'm hoping that he just wants R&R and he just doesn't want to go. So, um, I, I mean, mean, it would have been it would have been cool to see him there. It would have, but you know what? I can't be mad at the guy for not wanting to go. A lot of guys don't want to go to the All Star game, so it's 
it's understandable. But it is nice, though, that he got recognition for being an all-star. So, well done, Ranger fans. And he's had a terrific, he's had a terrific season. Well, uh, lately. Lately. Yeah, he's, he's turned it on the last month and a half. It's like the calendar flips over and, and then you get, you know, Mika goes super sane. Well, I've two noticed years in a row. I've noticed the 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 beginning of each new year is Mika's hot streak. Yeah. So the beginning of the new season, we all know from now on he's going to suck. And then as soon as the calendar flips to January 1, all right, here we go. Mika's back. Well, you know, he's, um, you know, maybe he stops focusing on his, uh, oh, his yeah, DJing. He's, he's got to work on his game. Maybe kit. the DJ season comes to an end. You know, oh, by, that, by the that. midpoint, you know, maybe, I don't know, maybe, you know, you know, work on your game, kid. God, uh, the original New York Ranger NFT. Shout out to whoever did it because it was phenomenal. <laughs> well done. I saw that. I saw oh, that. Well that done. Hilarious. Fantastic. But, um, look, Big fan. You know, there isn't a whole lot like there's not a whole lot going on with the Rangers right now. Look, you're, you're sitting first in the Eastern in the Metropolitan. Um right behind Tampa and Florida for number one overall in the conference. Um, sure. We could sit there and we can look at the schedules and we can look at the games. We can look at the situation. Look, the biggest thing right now is the Rangers are not getting that secondary scoring. And if they're going to make a push for the postseason, if they're going to be a, I don't, I don't want to say contender. Cause I think, it's it's hard like it's hard to not well, say a I, team I, is a I'll contender say, when they're a top team in the league. I'll say this: if you say that they're not a top five team in the league, you'll you'll get told that you eat meatloaf in your mommy's basement. Wait, man, we didn't get that, to that segment oh, yet. Oh, that was a se- you ruined the Whoa. segment. Sorry, you ruined it. Scratch that. Reverse it. You Dude. ruined you ruined Everybody. the new segment. If you didn't hear it, it debuted on Two for Roughing, the Two for Roughing podcast. On the network, we had Joel from the Detroit Red Wings, another great original six. Always fun to see the Detroit Red Wings. It was always fun when Jimmy Howard and Henrik Lundqvist played because he always knew it was going to be like a one nothing game. It felt like. Yep, because Jimmy Howard could only play against the New York. And it, did, and, it, and it was like the games would be great. Offense up and down the ice, but no matter what, it was like one nothing two one. Hank stands on his head. Jimmy Howard stands on his head. It was like, you know, whatever. But um so we did that and we kind of debuted a little funny comment from a Facebook group that, that Nick and, and I peruse that is Ranger related uh, that we, that, that just, you know, sometimes it's, it is what it is. You just, you kind of scratch your head, but yeah, sometimes it can, it can be a clown show. It can be an absolute circus. So anyways, you know, thanks to sports that 650. That's all I got to say. Thanks for putting out the audio clip. You know, big ups to to my buddies up there. You know, I got great sources up there, so they put out the audio clip. <laughs> but the the audio clip of Frank Saravalli, who doubled doubled back and said that the Vancouver Canucks, who mind you, have lost four out of their last five after winning their first seven straight with Bruce Boudreaux behind the bench, all roses, everything looks great. Now you just lost four out of your last five. Guess what you did to your seven game win streak? You basically negated it. You no, they're they're a wagon just like the Dallas Stars. But, you know, they're you they're know. an up and comer. They're they're flying. Um, you know, they're I mean, look, they're only a point back from Edmonton. That's how bad Edmonton's been lately, but that's neither here nor there. But anyways, JT Miller's name came up 
and it came up again. And to me, to circle back, I know I'm kind of circling around a little bit here, but well, you're tired, but but, but I am tired. But the thing is, with the look, James Dolan made a mandate last season, and the mandate was playoffs. It's playoffs, and you better do something in the playoffs. And if you don't think they made a mandate, go back to two for roughing when we had Jay Khan on in the offseason. Jay Khan from Sirius XM NHL Network Radio. And he actually just joined us a couple of weeks ago on hockey where he kind of disagreed with us. He disagreed with us about making a move. He did. But I think things have changed a little bit. And I'll get it. I'll, I'll touch on that. But anyways, he talked about the, the Rangers need to take the next step. And the next step is not just getting into the playoffs. It's not, they need to be, it's playoffs, but they can't go in and have a bubble repeat. They can't go in and have a, a re-showing of the Carolina series. And I know it's the bubble. You could say it was, it was, a, it was David Quinn, you know, and, and I mean, there's a lot of different things you could say about it, but regardless, it was the playoffs. It didn't matter. It was the playoffs. Everybody that went into the playoffs had to do it unless you were a top four team. Um, you, you all had to, you all had to drink from the same. Well, you all had to deal with the same battle. It was the same situation. Everybody had the same turmoil. Everyone was under the same, the same, I mean, situation. I mean, what, what else can you say? How else can you say it? Well, you're having a problem saying so it for some reason, the Rangers, but, but my whole thing is, so there's been names that have come up. There's been players that have been talked about across the NHL, across different shows, whether it's on XM, on NHL Network Radio, whether it's Frank Valley, who is, you know, whether it's, it's him on Daily Face, whether he's saying it on Daily Faceoff or he's saying it on radio shows that he, that he, that he, enter, that he entertains on quite a bit, um, or it's, you know, Elliot, Elliot Friedman and Jeff Merrick, or any of these guys that have really true inside knowledge. I mean, these are the guys that if they come out and say something, you're not going to be like, really? You know, they're not, they're not, not to take shots, but let's take shots. They're not some of these other sites or some of these other blogs that will go out there and say breaking news, you know, or a site that went belly up in flames for different reasons. But I never really liked the whole hockey hound premise of everything's a breaking news and everything is this. I never was a fan of it. I never was a fan personally of it. I know there's other stuff behind the scenes and things. I'm not even going to go there, but those, you know, those sites, you know, starting rumors about Keandre Miller and Tony D'Angelo and, and causing it to become such a problem that the Rangers have to have a freaking press conference. And now mind you fact, this is a fact. This is hundred percent a fact. And if you don't believe me, go ask Broadway hat. Who's got a phenomenal podcast. I'll drop stuff. I'm dropping shit today. I don't care. Broadway hat. Terrific podcast, by the way. No, it, it is terrific. Great. I agree. As great had, people on. He joined Ryan, us. Just had Ryan Malone on. On yeah. his latest episode. You know, he's, you know, we've had him on the show. We had a blast talking with him and. We know from, you know, talking with guys like that, talking with other respectable podcasts, respectable blocks that for, for, for a, for a reason, the Rangers do not work with independent sites. They don't because of BS, like what you saw with, with, uh, with Herman, 
I mean, I'll flat out sound name drop it. I don't care. And, and all the garbage that came out of that whole situation. And it has created a tarnished relationship or, or a tarnished position to where you, you really, you really can't get anybody from the Rangers organization now to come on and do like an appearance on a podcast. And it's a shame because of situations like that, or because of like other sites that claim that they're insiders and they've got insider knowledge and they're just regurgitating what people like a Frank Sarah Valley or an Elliot Friedman, Jeff Merrick or Bob McKenzie or, or guys like that will, will come out and, and say, so just know when I am seeing something and I say something, it's usually because it's coming from one of those individuals or it's coming from a, an individual who I know just from experience, just like the individual whose tweet came out uh, paraphrasing sports that 650, which he does it quite a bit whenever they have guests on, whether it's Frank Saravalli or anybody, he'll post up like little snippets and say, this is what was posted on, you know, Saravalli said this, Merrick said this, Friedman said this, and it's up to you to do your research. And it's up to you to see what the deal is with it. That's all I'm saying. So again, just to circle back to my point, the Rangers have a problem right now. And the problem is, <laughs> wow. I, you know what's bad? We just had like a telekinetic because I knew where you thought it was going and it wasn't going there and I'm not going there. That's not happening. The Rangers have a problem with scoring right now. And that has caused, no, but that has caused, because look, let's face it. Kako hasn't taken the step. Look, all right, let's, let's start it right up. Let's start it right up. We have, we have, again, like I said, we had Jay Khan on two for roughing beginning of the season. I think it was right around the off season. He said, it's time for the Rangers to take the next step. We have said it. The kids need to take the next step. The Rangers front office put a lot of weight on Lafreniere, Kako, Miller, Kratzoff at the time, which blew up miserably. Thanks, Drury. Thanks, Kratzoff. Whatever. He's doing so great in the KHL now, by the way. People flipped out about that. Dude, Chris is just going off on everybody. But anyways. Wait, no, nobody is safe now. Let me, let me this, finish. Let me this finish. Is, this is fantastic. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just enjoying this. Let me finish. Continue. We haven't seen. We haven't seen. Neither Kako or Lafreniere take the next step. We haven't. We have seen Keandre Miller regress. We have seen, you know, we've seen positives. I, I don't want to sit here and say everything's all doom and gloom, but when you put all of the all of the unique scoring to come from Capo Kako and from Alexei Lafreniere, because they're now your secondary, your primary secondary guys, and you need Philip Heedle to take that step and show you that he is your third line center. And I got to scroll down and look at, you know, Capo Caco isn't even a half a point per game producer. You know, Lafreniere is, I don't even know where he is. Where is Lafreniere? Lafreniere is not even on the schedule. The, the, is he under COVID protocol? He's, is, that, is that why? He is still in COVID protocol. That's why. So he's not showing up on the roster real quick. But let me, I'll pull that up in a second. But Filipino, 11 points on the season. I, I mean, you're not going to have 
you know, Kevin Rooney has almost as many, has more goals than Filipino. Jacob Truba has more goals than Filipino Capocaco. I, I almost think he has more more than than uh, Lafreniere. You know, this team largely this season for a large part of this season has been carried by two people, primarily two. Well, three. I'll say three. Igor Shesterkin, number one, Chris Kreider, number two, and Adam Fox, number three. You know, Panarin hasn't looked right. I mean, he's producing. I mean, 10 goals, 28 assists on the season. So you can't sit there and say, well, we're not getting enough because he's got 38 points in 34 games. He's just a tad over a point per game player. But he hasn't been Artemi Panarin. But he's not Artemi. Right. And, and you know, you, you've seen it on the West Coast trip. You saw it. You saw it against Philly. You know, it's just something, just something's off there. And, and, and you know, whatever. You know, the season is well, still, not, you know, not whatever. I mean, it's not good that Panarin's not being Panarin. Right. But the good thing is, is that you got Kreider doing what he's doing. You have Mika Zibanejad, who has been on a tear, 14 goals, 21 assists, considering that he had a really slow start to the season, you know, but, at, but when you start trickling down the line from there and you start looking and, you know, Barkley Goudreau, everybody wanted to absolutely kill the signing of Barkley Goudreau. Barkley Goudreau has been the best depth player, arguably, on the roster. Oh, it hasn't even been arguable. Offensively, defensively, winning, you know, you know, the face-offs the other night when it was him and Barron on the bottom six taking draws, you saw the power play winning face-offs left and right. You saw the team winning face-offs. You weren't seeing that consistently with the bottom six because, let's face it, Filipino's not a bottom, he's not a center. He's a winger. But unfortunately... The Rangers don't really have a problem just with they need depth on the wings, so to speak. They need scoring on the secondary wingers. They need scoring. They need to be able to shift their second line or their top six. They need to make some kind of tweak to it. And when you're in the position where the Rangers are and you have the ability to potentially make a move that's not going to upset the apple cart, and I know Jake disagreed with us on that a couple of weeks ago, but I would wonder if we touched base and said, Hey, it's been a couple of weeks. You know, what are you thinking? What's the thoughts? You know, if that would change and there's players out there that may become available. There's players that become highly talked about. Look, JT Miller is a phenomenal secondary scorer. He has finally found his game. It took him a couple of stops, not much different than Anthony Duclair down in Florida. And look how that's turned out for him. Yep. You know, JT Miller, when he was a Ranger, it was, it was, I guess you could say what, enigmatic. It was inconsistent. It was inconsistent. There was a lot of immaturity. You saw flashes of what he could be. And then you saw somebody who wasn't ready to be in New York and wasn't ready for primetime. But you know where else you saw a lot of that outside of maybe not necessarily the immaturity part of it, but just the inconsistency. Oh, it's Chris Kreider all day long. 24 7, 365. And now, and now look, you know, Kreider under Galat, you know, has it finally just clicked? Like, is this the, like, what is it? Um, There's no arguing. Chris Kreider is, is having a phenomenal season. Everything that Kreider seems to be doing on the ice, and even the way he's kind of carrying himself off the ice, you know, in interviews and, and everything, it just, it just, it just it's, looks it's like di- it's different. It, finds, it just looks like he has different. he has kind of settled in. And when we had Jake Hahn on it, and I don't mean to keep referencing Jake, but Jake is phenomenal, so he won't mind, hopefully. When we had him on, you know, he talked about 
you know, do you think it's because now, you know, you have Zabanajad doing what he can do. You have Panarin, you have other pieces. So you, you, you really, you aren't sitting there screaming like Kreider, where's the secondary scoring? But now he's the primary scoring. And is that what it is? Is that where, you know, there's other players that can answer the bell? But to me, this team needs some kind of tweak and some kind of spark in, in, in some form, whether it's Morgan Barron going into that third line center, who I think has looked far better than Philip Heedle in that position or Goodrow, either one, either Barkley Goodrow or Morgan Barron. I think both of them have looked better in that position. You know, but then you say, well, you shift Heedle to the wing, but if Heedle's not going to score and not provide you consistent scoring, then that doesn't really answer the full problem because you have a problem at third line center right now and you have a problem on your wing. So that's where you potentially look at. Does a JT Miller come along? How much would it, you know, what's the, what's the pain points of JT Miller if you get them and you know what you got right now? You don't really know what you've got right now with some of the young guys on this team. Right, honestly, I would, you know what you I, got with Lafreniere right now? Do we know what we got with Kako? I would take other I than inconsistency. Take, I would take JT Miller in a heartbeat. Put him on the top line with Zabanjad and Kreider. Put Kako with Panarin and Strom. Heedle on the third as a third line right wing with with Goodrow and Lafreniere, and away you go. And I would and I would try and put uh, I would try and play Baron on a fourth line wing spot or use Rooney in a fourth line wing spot with Baron as the center and uh, and Dryden Hunt as the extra forward. That that's yeah, and- where I would go with the with the forward lines. If if it was me, I would a hundred percent trade for JT Miller right now. I mean, look, I like JT Miller more than most. I always have. Um, I am not a Tomas Hurdle fan. I everybody's screaming and yelling, go get Tomas Hurdle, go get Tomas Hurdle. Hurdle does not put this team over the top. And to be honest, Miller doesn't put this team over the top either. But at least with Miller, you have another year of control on a contract. And unlike unlike uh he doesn't Hurdle, he's not a Hurdle's not a rental, and Hurdle will walk at the end of the year. And honestly, I am not kicking Ryan Strom to the curb for Tomas Hurdle. No. Because you already upset the room enough with the Pavel Butchnevich trade. You let Ryan Strom go, you're going to have a lot of unhappy players. In Whatever that you Most do. Most notably, Artemi Panarin. Whatever this team does. Whatever this team does, whether they decide they're going to be a rental, they're going to buy rentals, whether they're going to, you know, try to get like a Joe Pavelski for a playoff run and and see where it goes. Whatever they do, if they do anything, and the Rangers might not do anything, they might not. They may say, this is our roster. This is what we're rolling with. I just find that hard to believe. I find it hard to believe considering what we've seen and considering what happened in the offseason. Um, Ryan Strom has to be re-signed. So no matter what move you're doing, you have to factor Ryan Strom into your into your equation, and that leaves you tight. I mean, there's no there's no doubt about it. It leaves you tight. But that's where you know teams get creative come the deadline 
and for the playoffs because you get that expanded cap, you get that expanded roster, you get flexibility. So that's where well, a guy just, like a Joe Pavelski would fit in. Um, just looking toward toward next year, no matter what move they make, if they bring in JT Miller, you're still resigning Ryan Strom because Miller will slot in more as a winger than a center, and you're you're gonna wind up. In any deal for Miller, I think Filipito goes the other way. Yeah, I mean, I would say Filipito is the guy that, that would have to go. And look, I, I mean, that, that helps solve a, a, a contract issue right there. Because whether Ranger fans want to admit it or not, Capo Caco is getting a bridge deal. He has done nothing to show that he should get a long-term contract right you're now. You're probably not re-signing I mean, maybe Gauthier on a qualifying deal. I mean, what is what is what is Gauthier going to get? Well, Greg McKegg, I I swear, I I can't imagine that Greg McKegg comes back. They love I, I, they I, love I, the I, kegger. I, I know, and I don't know. Like he got the the hat. Um, it's a participation why. trophy now. You know, Sammy Sammy Blaze remains to be seen. I really liked what I saw from Sammy for the time that he was here before he got hurt. Uh, but he's an RFA. Um, you know, look right now. If I had to say it, Capo Caco, Lafreniere, and Keandre Miller—they're getting bridge deals. Well, I'm still, I still, I still firmly believe that one of Lundquist, Miller, Jones is getting traded, and Robertson. I think one of those four young defensemen is getting traded. Yeah, I think in any deal, you're going to have to, if you're going to make a splash deal, you're, you're going to have to do that. Now, I don't think they do that. Like, say, if if they went the ter- Tomas Hurdle route. I really like Tomas Hurdle. I actually am not a big, I, I'm not a big JT Miller fan, but that's more tied to his time with New York and with Tampa. There's no denying that JT Miller has turned into a terrific hockey player, though. And you 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 can see, I mean, even I think even with Vegas, even with San Jose, and I know we looked at this a while back at the beginning of the season on two for roughing, but even even then, he was like one of the only guys that was producing for Vancouver, yeah. For Vancouver. Yeah. Uh, him and Connor Garland were like the only two that really seemed to be doing anything. Um, yeah, I mean JT Miller, 38 points on the season. Um, he's got 12 goals. I think what was he got 26 assists. So he's he's really, I mean, him, Quinn Hughes, Bo Horvat, and Connor Garland are the three guys. And then Elias Pettersson has crept up and, and is starting to produce. But, you know, there'd be no denying you're bringing him in. He's still relatively young. 29 years old. He's still, yeah, he's, he's you know, you got another year. Is he going to get a big contract coming up? That's the question mark. So is it something where if you're going to bring him in again, like I said, you can't, you can't upset the Ryan Strom situation. You, you have to, at the end of the day, Ryan Strom is the guy that has to be re-signed. So no matter what you do for the roster, to me, you're shooting yourself in the foot. If you're not bringing Ryan Strom back, that's how I, I feel Ryan Strom. Like there's certain players on a team that I think, mean I don't want to say necessarily more to the roster but it's like the it's like the rumor of people saying well if the rate not not necessarily I don't want to say it was a rumor but 
know, saying, oh, if the Rangers tr- could trade Ryan Lindgren and get uh, Charlie McAvoy, which is which is no, not ins- Charlie McAvoy, Jacob Truba. No, it, no, it was if the Rangers could trade Ryan, if you could trade Ryan Lindgren. No, they're not getting McAvoy because McAvoy just locked up a long term extension in Boston this year. It was uh, getting Jacob Chikrin and you'd have to trade Ryan Lindgren. No, what was the other one? There was one. There was, no, there was another one that somebody put out as like a hypothetical, like oh, if you if you could do it. It wasn't a rumor like a player was available, but it was if you could do it, would you do it? So, my point on it, even if Jacob, even if Jacob Chikrin is available, and they're like, we want Ryan Lindgren, I don't think you'd do it because I think a guy like that upsets the chemistry with Adam Fox most notably. Um, but if they come knocking and they say, hey, we want a, you know. We want Keandre Miller. We want Keandre Miller. We want this. And, you know, we want Filipino. We want a prospect. We want a pick. And you have a chance to add a guy like Jacob Chikrin, who is a Norris caliber defenseman, just in a really crap situation in Arizona. You, you'd have to be nuts to not sit there and say, we could then potentially have one of the best top four defensemen in the NHL. And you can never really have enough good defensemen. You really can't. But looking at the side of where the Rangers are right now, with secondary scoring being a problem, with five-on-five scoring not being what it should be or what they need it to be, a lot of that cycles back to the fact that they've got guys that haven't taken the step. And you sit there and you say, all right, guys like Capococco, Alexei Lafreniere, it's understandable. New coach new system, their their opening years of their career has been COVID-tainted, honestly. Um, but other guys like Philip Hedl, I just think it's, you, you see what you get. You, you got what you, this is what you're going to get. And is it good enough? And I don't think it is. You know, and the I don't thing think with it is. He, the thing with Hedl is. And I like Hedl. I, I like really Hedl. like Hedl. I like, I Hedl like the too. fact that Hedl, when he struggled, he went down to Hartford. He pulled himself up by his bootstraps. And I know that's the thing. People say old time bullshit, but he pulled himself up. He put it in the work. He had a great rebound in Hartford and he came right and he came back and you sit there and you could say, well, Kratzoff didn't do it. And I'll, and I'll argue that I'll argue that on Kratzoff. Kratzoff didn't do it. I know there's other circumstances with Drury and all that, that plays into it, but I like that about him, but it just hasn't fully translated. And the kid, he's, He's young. He's he's still. I mean, it's crazy. He's twenty two years old, but he's been in the NHL for five years. Well, technically, more like three and a half, but yeah. So it's what, what are we? I mean, to me, like next year, if we go into next season and Capocaco is the same and Lafreniere is the same, and I'm going to be sitting here probably having the same conversation. And I'm not calling them busts. Please don't take this the wrong way. I'm not saying that either one of these guys are busts. That would be nuts, but you're just not getting to me the step up that you needed in order for this team to take the next step and for this team to not get into the first round and just get knocked out. Because right now I would be shocked and I hate to be glass half empty and I don't mean to be, but I would be really shocked if the Rangers get in and don't get knocked out in the first round. If they do nothing, no, they don't I don't, change anything. I, I don't think even as they are currently constituted, they're good enough to get in and win around, but nothing more beyond that. They should, that. but they, I wouldn't be surprised. Nothing more. Well, they have, they have the coaching and they have the goaltending. 
And we know, and we know, because we've seen it for the last decade and a half, a goaltender will win you at least the series. That's true. It is true. So, so that is true. Shesterkin has the ability to at least win us a series. Panarin as well. You know, Dragolant is a fantastic coach. So they, they'll they get it. I, I'll say this. If they don't do anything at the deadline, which I don't think they will, I think they're going to do something. And I think they should do a couple things. I think they should add to the third pair. I think they should look to round out the bottom six. I think they should – I think they should get a top six right wing because they sorely need one. Um, and the bottom they, six can be an in-house. I mean, that's not it, making it, a trade or well, acquisition. If, if they, I, I think if that's they, potentially Morgan Barron. If they if they wind up, let's say, going and getting JT Miller and Carson Susie at the deadline, Susie to play over Nemeth, JT to be on the top six, I think you're a better team automatically right there because I think JT up front helps lengthen your lineup because Kako drops down to the second line with Panarin. I think that helps unleash Kako because I think him and Panarin could do some great things together. And then it slides, you know, if he'll still here, it slides him down. If not, it opens up a roster spot maybe for a Morgan Barron. So I, I think you get better in that scenario. You get better, but- you get better depth. You know, it, it's just one of those things where they, the Rangers, if they don't do anything going to the deadline, it's either because prices were too high or because it just wasn't a right fit. Yeah, there, there, there wasn't a good fit. JT Miller right there creating a chance coming into the zone. That was a nice, that was a nice oh, pass. There you go. I see what you're doing. You're, you're and, scouting. You're scouting. Well, I, you know, I'll do a little bit of scouting. Brock Besser just missed a wide open net on Dave Riddich. So, oh, shocker. That's uh, shocking. You know, Part JT of the problem. JT Miller <laughs> opened up some nice ice for, for Besser and gave him a great pass, cross-ice pass, and Besser just missed. So, well, uh, look, The West Coast trip. Well, actually, before we before we jump into the wrap-up part of the segment, a couple, th- couple things. Um, before we jump into Mommy's Meatloaf, or Mommy's Meatloaf in the ba- – is it Mommy's Meatloaf in the basement? What is, what is the segment? Uh, it, it was uh, from Mommy's Basement. From Mommy's Basement. That's right. Uh, yeah. um, one thing we have to acknowledge – um, Willie O'Ree. I know this is a Ranger podcast. Willie O'Ree's number retired in Boston today. Good on the Boston Bruins. You know, Willie O'Ree, you know, obviously broke the color barrier, you know, everything that, that came with, with, with that, but also his ambassadorship and his pioneering of the game. Um, so well-deserved honor. Good on the Bruins. I hate to give him credit, but I, you got to give him credit where credit's due. So Willie O'Ree, his number retired. Um, so just wanted to get that out there. Cause I know we didn't talk about that on two for roughing. So, uh, because that was for next week. So moving on to <laughs> from Mocky's basement, <laughs> the West coast trip was weird. It, it, it was weird. It was. Yeah. It was you know, Vegas. Who is, a uh, Vegas is, I, you know, I, I don't know. Vegas is Vegas is Vegas. Well, look, the Rangers lost that game from before because right before puck drop, everybody finds out Igor's just there in COVID protocol. Yeah, and, and the COVID protocol stuff has been just just nonsense. So it's it's made the trip even more difficult. And then they lose Goodrow and Reeves and, you know, laugh on, on the trip itself. Yeah, it, it was just that's that's to me. The, to me, the West Coast trip was dominated by COVID. But, you know, they go in. So they lose to Vegas. 
they they have an explosion against the the Ducks. I mean, not necessarily explosion is the good way to say it, but they 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 put up a good good game against the Ducks. Considering the Ducks who have been a hard battle this year, they had a weird one against the Kings, where it was just it felt like it was too helter skelter to me. Helter skelter! Um, My yeah, goodness! You know, then they go in, they take care of business against the Sharks. Uh, no, Igor Shesterkin you know, came back and took care of business. Igor Shesterkin took care of business. Then they go out to Philly. This was one of the worst Ranger Philly games that I have seen in a very long time. It and was very was, boring. This was, was like boring. up until like the third period. And at a certain point in the third period. But this one was just, you could tell, look, the Rangers got back. I think Gerard Gallant said they got back into town seven o'clock in the evening on Friday, I believe. It was that Friday. Um, they were just over that. Like they were, they were. And, and it's like the scheduling wise, it's like, why? Like, great. They got three days off before they got to play Toronto at home tomorrow or tonight, depending on when you're listening to this. But why do you have to do a West Coast trip? And then they got to go to Philly. So it was like they came home. Then they got to get jump down to Philly. And I know it's not far, right? It's not. It's a, it's a, it's a jump. But then you got to go into Philly. You got to play a Flyers team that is that is dead and broken. Um, they find a way to pull it out. You know, Philly was bringing it. That was a gutsy win, honestly. That 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 win though was was pretty gutsy. And yeah, and you could say they escaped with the win, but then you could also say that you know what, this was a team that again we've said this before last season. This team gets the barn doors blown off of them. They don't win this game. They don't even come. They don't come back. They don't battle in this game. Under under David Quinn, no way, no way. So they find a way to to gut it out, to battle it. They pick up the victory. Now they got a nice three days off. They got a big one with Toronto coming up. This is a very big few couple games here. They got a big one with Toronto. Then they got to go down to Carolina, and then they got to do another back to back because it's like back to back Central against the Coyotes, which you would say there's a layup there, but those are ripe for disappointments. I feel like layups to me are always ripe for disappointments. I'll never forget how, how the coyotes played us out in the desert earlier this year. They played us tough. So. Yeah. I mean, they suck. I mean, they suck, but they don't, they're not Montreal Canadians suck. I mean, they smacked around the Canadians last night, which was like, yes, they did in front of like 500 fans, which is really sad, but I mean, Hey, it's sad and shocking because it's Arizona. Usually, when the Canadian teams go out there or the original six, I mean, it's it's boom. It's but but it, it's but a home it, game for the visitor. But but there is no layups coming from the Rangers now in this part no, of their schedule. I mean, they got the Kings coming into town. We saw how that was just last week. You know, they got the Blue Jackets, who are weird. The Blue Jackets can trash you, play you tough, or get blown out themselves. So it's really kind of odd. And it's another back to back. Then they got Minnesota. And Minnesota is Minnesota. I mean, Minnesota right now, one of the best teams in the Western Conference. And then, you know, maybe the layup is the Kraken. I don't know. And, the, and, and No, because you, even that game, when the Rangers went out to Seattle on Halloween. Different game, though. Different. The, the Kraken have fallen apart since then, though. They don't play. The, that, they're not the same. They're not as I, good. I, I'm just going to say, I, I, I don't see layups here. Like, they're, but, the Rangers are really going to have to bring it. But even on top of that, the 28th is going to be a tough one because it's it's Matt Zuccarello's homecoming. Or, and I mean, Henry I'm Lundquist sorry, Henrik Lundqvist's retirement night. Yeah, I was And you know how really. those always go. 
You know how well, old it's it'll be. it'll be fitting. It'll be Hank Night, and the Rangers won't show up on Hank Night. So oh, that boy. makes that oh, the symmetry the symmetry there is actually very <laughs> impressive. But that, <laughs> like it'll it'll summarize <laughs> Hank's career as a Ranger. It Hank would, literally yeah, does everything, and then the team doesn't show up. So actually, could you say could it be any more fitting than that? That's very true. It's very true. And then you've got. You know, then you you start February with the Panthers, and then we've got whatever the reschedule is going to be, which I think is going to come out Wednesday at some point or Thursday. Wednesday. Whatever whatever the reschedule is for the uh, Olympic break, those games will come out. Um, it's it's yeah, it's it's you know, balls to the wall. March is a brutal. I mean, they don't have they only have one back to back, but March is going to be a gauntlet trip. But I mean, you know it's what? game on, Rangers, game off, game you know, on, game for, off, game on. For, for people who who got on me for saying that the Rangers aren't a true cup contender yet, you want to show it? This, this is, is where this you is show where, it from this point out. This is where, you know what? It's nut cutting time, so get to work. And this will show you where where the Rangers kind of sit going into going into a potential trade deadline. And if they do anything or if they don't, you know, we'll see. Maybe maybe they go and they don't. But all right, before we wrap up, before we wrap up the podcast, what? No. Why are you smiling? I'm just, I'm smiling. I'm happy. I wanted to talk about a partner that we have now on the FHN that we're really pumped about. Symbol is the stock market for sports that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. <laughs> Every time you and every time your team wins, you can earn cash. You can trade teams, sports teams like stocks, including hockey, including your New York Rangers. And again, like I said, every time your team wins, you can earn cash. Use your sports knowledge on Symbol to buy low, sell high, and earn cash payouts when your team wins. Join the eight thousand early plus early adopters who have started to invest in their favorite teams. Visit www. S-I-M-B-U-L-L.com. That's symbol.com. Create a free account. When you deposit, make sure you use the promo code, the FHN, and you get a money-back guarantee. That's right. Symbol is offering a money-back guarantee for all of our listeners. That guarantee means even if you lose money in the first 90 days, Symbol will refund your initial deposit, no questions asked. Again, visit symbol.com. Use our promo code, the FHN. You get a money-back guarantee up to 500. Join me. I'm on Symbol. I have shares. The Rangers are a bit too expensive, but I have shares. I have shares in the Blackhawks and the Red Wings, and it's done well. I've gotten many a dividend from using, from 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 having shares in Symbol. Nick is like speechless right now. Um, join Symbol. Join them. Join with me. Start investing in your favorite teams. Now, are we doing meatloaf in mommy's basement? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Uh, you you gonna pass me the meatloaf? Sure. Here's the meatloaf. <laughs> Ma, the meatloaf. Uh, the meatloaf. Now, I look. Okay, th- this whole segment started out as a joke. It did. It's funny. It, I it, love it. It, it started out it. as a joke, and <laughs> and we'll get a li- we'll we'll get a little bit better with this as it goes along. But kind of what I want to do, if you'll indulge me with this, Chris. All right. We each get five meatloaves. 
<laughs> oh, this is like the prop bets from. Yes. Uh, all right. Okay. Yes. Okay. All right. You okay. Know, okay. All right. So we each start out with five meatloaves. <laughs> I, I hate meatloaf. I absolutely hate meatloaf. Oh, dude, I like meatloaf. Blah. Okay. Keep all going. Right. Keep going. So we're going to start out with an easy one. Because it's the Rangers, we're, we're going to go a little bit easy. And I want to shout out Joel and his partner on Wing Warriors podcast for, for this idea. Um, it's a great idea, and I, I, I'm i going to adopt it for the Rangers, but we're going to use it. And, and just to quickly go over it, on the Wing Warriors, they covered the Detroit Red Wings on the Faceoff Hockey on our network. And they do these these prop bets, and they're and they're they're pretty wild. And they have what they call units. I think it's like 10 units per 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 episode. They go over like a three-game spread. And they'll pick like random, you know, random things. And if you want to hear more about it, you can listen to the two for roughing episode that we just did yesterday under again, two for roughing um, anywhere that you listen to podcasts, or even where you listen to this podcast um, and you can hear more about it, but he kind of goes over like different off the, off the ball, not necessarily like the player prop bets, but just weird stuff that you wouldn't find in a, in a draft Kings or sports book or Caesars or whatnot. It's really fun. So this is a little bit of a, of a, a, a funky twist to it. Yeah. So I will bet three meatloaves that Adam Fox has a higher time on ice than Morgan Riley. <laughs> what? You will bet five meatloaves. No, three. So, three. three. This is so ridiculous. Three. And oh, then, man. and then I will bet my land, my, I will bet only one more meatloaf. That Patrick Nemeth has more shots on goal than Justin Hall. So we're doing all of it for just no, I'm this, only, I'm this only game. Doing, I'm only doing four. No, you, you gotta know. do five. If you're gonna have five, you gotta go. But are we doing it from week to week? So we got four games this week. Yeah, well, not week to week. I just want to do it on one game to start. I just want to do it on the Leafs game. So start. we're only doing it on the Leafs game. Yeah. We're testing this out. We're testing this out, correct. And then my last meatloaf will be that Mika Zabanajad will have more points than John Tavares. Oh, okay. Um, I'm gonna. I'm, all right. So I've I was actually going that route, but I didn't. Uh, I'll do something a little different. Um. So, hmm. So we have five, <laughs> five meatloafs. It's so ridiculous. Yes, five meatloafs. So am I putting up my own, or, or am I wagering higher? No, you're you're, you're you're wagering against me on those three. I don't have to wager against you. Yes, though. you do. Why? You have because I'm making the rules. This is meatloaf in mommy's basement with me. This is my segment. You will. But why can't? But why me. can't I counter and say that instead of okay, Mika having fine, more fine, points than fine, fine, I could say fine, that fine, I could say that Chris Kreider. I could say Chris Kreider will have more goals than Austin Matthews. Well, I could say that you're just an idiot for saying that. Well, that's fine. So you you wagered three meatloafs. Yes, on my first one. I will I will, I will wager two. Okay. On Chris Kreider having more goals than Austin Matthews. Okay. What's well, your second one? I will wager two. <clears throat> ah ah ah. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, sometimes I don't know what to say to you. I will wager that I will wager two 
that Ryan Lindgren will have more time on ice than Justin Hall. Well, duh, he plays with Adam Fox. Stupid. That's an easy. That's care. an easy bet. I don't care. That's why. That's, that's why layup. I took. I took the two more time. I put the more time on ice against the two top defensemen for both teams. Really, you chicken. All right, fine. I'll say Jake Muzzin then. Okay, that I can respect. All right, I'll give you Jake Muzzin. And then I will go and I will wager my last one and say that Adam Fox will have one, at least one power play point. Uh, you know, you really, you, you coward. You take the easy bets. You what? take the easy ones. Smart. You know what? Next week on Meatloaf and Mommy's Basement, we're going to cha- we're going to make it tougher on you. Meatloaf and if you're wondering, like, what the hell is this? Me- so on the Rangers Facebook group that we peruse, Nick seems to get called a lot of stuff. And I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, now, listen, I'm not calling it this, but people have said you've called him retarded. Um, which I thought in this day and age, we're past that point, but I guess we're not. The best uh, one that had Chris a damn, a damn asshole a damn that got deleted, ass. which was hilarious. <laughs> and then this one was, I'm going to listen to some fat blogger who's probably eating meatloaf in his mommy's basement <laughs> on on the, the top contender article. So that's where this was coming from. So that's where and, this- and that last comment actually gave me a really good laugh. I laughed for about five It was hilarious. Straight. I thought it was funny. I thought it was great. <laughs> You know, kudos. Anytime you could use a good, uh, a funny reference or, or something from a from a classic. Chris, a great Chris movie. read somebody calling me a damn asshole for writing the, the contender article. And he he I thought I, we were going to I was going to have to call Ash to get his uh, his nebulizer. Yeah, I thought he was going to die from laughter. And that, that was funny. So, all right. Last <laughs> last piece, piece of news before we end up for the night. I know we've kind of ran in circles yeah, here. And it's we, gotten a little bit funky, yeah. but big news for the face off hockey network and especially 30 on Broadway, because we are going to be we have joined color cast. If you're wondering what color cast is, I'm going to tell you in, in, in just a second. But anyways, if you download the color cast app on app store, on the app store, I, don't, I believe it's not on. Uh, I, I believe it is not on Google yet. Yet. But anyways, if you if you join color cast, if you download the app, look for 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 us. My handle is Chris, the FHN. Nick is simple. Nick, the FHN. Uh, we're going to be doing commentary and broadcast, a live broadcast of tonight or the, the Wednesday night, Toronto Maple Leafs, New York Rangers game. Uh, we'll be talking about it. If you want to come on, you can listen to it. You can check out the stats of the game. The app has a really awesome interface and layout. In the, it has a chat section where you guys can shoot comments. You can ask us questions that we will answer live. You could uh, even possibly come on with you us. You could even possibly come on with us. You know, as long as you're going to be cool, you're not going to be you a damn, damn asshole. asshole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as long as, you know what, keep it civil. Look, we have no problems talking with people that disagree with us, but at least keep it civil. Um, but well, yeah. I, I mean, well, look, there's a lot of people that don't. So, um, I, 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 
we we are Good. looking forward to our inaugural color cast broadcast. It's yeah, so not we'll gonna be, be it's not gonna be your standard, you know, Panarin crosses the red line, takes it over the into in. the Toronto zone, dumps the puck in. The Shot Rangers will look to get a change. Yeah, it's not. Gonna no, be, we're gonna do different stuff. We're gonna do different right. things. We'll we'll talk about the stats going into the game. They even have like betting lines and stuff in there, so we may touch on that, which I love. You know, we'll we'll shoot the breeze about the game. We'll, you know, it'll, it'll be the fans' perspective of how we see it. Maybe we'll do some play. Maybe we'll do a little bit of of uh, of, of play by play. Who knows? We'll see. There will be we'll no talks. How of quick releases the nights though. go? You know, we'll we'll the the process will be fun. We'll have Clean some fun slate. with it. Clean slate for us. We're really excited about this. We're really excited to jump on color cast. So we will be bringing at least one Ranger game every week on there. Um, as well as the FHN's network as a whole has an additional game as well as a ESPN plus game of the week um, that we'll be doing, uh, which I think is, what is that Thursday night? I think we're doing Thursday that one as night, well. uh, Bruins capitals. Yeah. We're doing Bruins capitals Thursday night as an additional one. That's our ESPN plus game of the week that we'll be doing on color cast. So again, download the color cast app on the app store, um, set up an account, super easy, super simple. It's all sports. So if you're on Clubhouse, it's kind of it's it's basically Clubhouse or like Twitter Spaces, but it is only sports. So you're only getting football. There were some phenomenal football feeds, by the way, this past weekend on there that I that I really enjoyed. Um, there's football, basketball, soccer, hockey, baseball, I, and there's professional athletes on there too that are doing casts that that'll go on and broadcast. That'll do sports commentary. I mean, it's a whole community, and it's it's really cool and it's really awesome. So we're thrilled. We're excited that they they wanted to bring us on. So again, download the app. We'll see you on there tonight. Right. And you know, if not, then download the damn app and join us. Just do it. Also, shout out to our Tizzle, you man. Thank you for listening, bro. Woo woo. Peace out.